Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Are we? What's up, everybody? What's up? Are we live? Are we here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're live. live. Comic Book Nation season four. <laughs> we're back in the studio. We're here. We're here. We're Comic here. Book Nation season four. Oh, yeah. He's we're back outside. Da 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 And then we start, but we didn't get that. No, we didn't get that. We so don't we're get back. The sound. But that we get means the sound. we don't get the sound. That means though, I won't be scared anymore. Yeah. When we go I to know. break. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. We're back. So what's up? This is Comic Book Nation Season 4, and uh, if we sound a little bit different today, it's because if you're watching our stream right now, you can tell we are back outside. We are back in the studio. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw. Today, I have my co-host with me, and I can signal they're here. We've seen each other in person for the first time in like <laughs> two years. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Aguilar is over here. What up? Janelle Wheeler is here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and today, like I said, we are now back in the studio doing what this show was originally supposed to be, which is kind of like a workplace absurdist comedy about comicbook.com, <laughs> until we had to make it something different because we were all stuck at home for two years. So we now this is- Twitch streamers, yeah, basically. Yeah, we became Twitch streamers, all and this us. is- Jeruzu uh, <laughs> already has a great comment, by the way. Oh. Uh, asking for the merch in the closet, please, now that we're back here. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! All of our five-star reviews. Wow, you guys do not miss a beat. <laughs> not Two not years later, you are not wrong. They're not wrong. You know what, uh, I need yeah. one of those too. Producer mine, Jim Viscardi, yes, we have a merch closet full of all these Comic Book Nation shirts we invested in. We're like, 20 by 2022, we are gonna have yep. total yeah. saturation of our great. things. But um, yeah, so guys, it's been a long, Time, if you have just joined this show in the last couple of years, you haven't seen us in the studio, but we used to be here in season one. Yeah, it's so crazy. And like for a day in season two. Well, so, and this is a brand new one. Yeah, and we got a whole new studio. Yeah. Guys, you, you guys don't Exciting know. Exciting stuff. That Paramount money hits news. different. Yeah. We I feel a, like Stephen A. Smith at this table. Stop. You and your Stephen like... A. Smith references just. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, in the before times, people say, yes, back in the true, true, in the before times, we had studio, and now we are back, but, um... What are we talking hell? about? I don't know. <laughs> you guys, that's, right, for, that's for people who know. That's Let's, for my Rick and Morty wow. fans We still out have there. a time wow. limit on the show, so. Yeah, we do. We still gotta get rolling, so... <laughs> Now that we've hyped our new studio and our brand new format, let's talk about what we're here today. The good old, same old show. Slaps! Today, slaps, yeah. Today we're gonna start and talk about what happened at the Oscars. We are gonna go over Marvel's Moon Knight premiere, the second episode of Halo on Paramount+. Plus. Matt and a special guest will be joining us to talk about WWE's big WrestleMania preview. But first, like I said, let's just get with the elephant in the room. What did the five fingers yes, <laughs> slap? So I the Oscars. I definitely thought you were April Foolsing me on even talking about this. No, we are not. We are not April Foolsing you. We are going to talk real quick. I mean, this is the biggest thing in entertainment right now, and we That's are sad. something that does. <laughs> We've you know, single-handedly written at yeah, least forty articles. We, 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 <laughs> Comic Book Nation. We are your one-stop shop for all things to do with geek culture, uh, and this has to do with geek culture, unfortunately. 
So yes, um, I dozed off at the Oscars, you know, because... <laughs> as you do. As you do. And only to have, wake up to my phone exploding on Sunday night. Like, exploding. Yeah. People were going nuts. And of course, we all now know, you know, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock over a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. And, you know, we're all still just kind of processing. I'm sure we all have opinions. I'm sure some of us have all been shouting our opinions. Some of us have been writing our opinions, and like Matt alluded, we here at Comic Book have probably, proudly done 50 or more articles about this already. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, I don't know what to say, except what timeline is this? I don't know. Yeah. I, this is the seriously. crazy timeline. I thought it, just keeps it was, getting crazier. I thought it was a skit, because yeah. obviously so it blows I. up in your thing, and you're right. like, okay, that's a skit. And then you watch it, and then like... People are so quick, right? Grabbing the uncensored feeds from like Australia and, mm -hmm. and mess and right. So then you're, you're reading it. You're just like, that's surreal. And then it just kept unfolding. But then it's so weird because then he goes on to win an Oscar. Will Smith wins the Oscar. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> for a movie. And then gives this like crazy emotional speech. And Which like he did great people are just like clapping and losing their minds. Like this dude just slapped somebody up on the stage. Now, granted, that joke was corny and was lame. I I didn't like the joke, and especially considering Jada, yeah, what she's going through. So yeah, to me, that, that was a lazy joke. It was also probably an unplanned joke that he didn't clear. No, he did. It's been confirmed. Yeah, they actually gave the producer Will Packer did an interview just before we came in. He made it clear um, that Chris had a whole bunch of material they had prepared. But Chris came in and was, you know, diva comedian was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm doing my own thing. And they were like, fine, it's yeah. Chris Rock, let him riff. Yeah. Okay. Like, and so, so they let him riff. So that was, but at the same time, it's like, anybody else, I don't know, there's like, if you're not at the Oscars, everybody else were to do that, they get escorted off the, yeah. out of there, and they would not get to have this, like, shining moment. And that sucks, because I'm a Will Smith fan, and I would not begrudge someone for getting their Oscar moment. But like, Man, I don't know. Something about that is just didn't, it didn't. No, there's right. a lot of things, and has somebody was had to unravel all this the last couple of days. It's nuts. Um, yeah, there were a lot of. Con it was just chaos afterwards. There were different factions. There were people in the academy who were like, "Get him out of here." The police were called. They did show up, and they were ready to do what you do in those situations. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You were ready to arrest him. It was Chris Rock who said, "No, we're not going to make this bad situation worse. We're not doing this. I'm not him. pressing charges." That's great. Um, and it touches on a lot of things. I'm not going to get too deep in here, but there's a lot of nuances to this situation. There's cultural, economic, racial nuances yeah. to this. All that we're not going to do on this show. <laughs> but you know, I think Chris Rock was looking out for him you know, in a very brotherly aspect, no matter what had happened, saying, no, we're not going to start getting the yeah. cops in here like, and doing all Daddy this said. stuff. Yeah. Like, he's like, like, we're family, we're going to smash this. But like, there's a, there's inherent dangers. Like, Chris Rock had to be more aware of the dangers of how this could escalate, yeah. where this could go, like, how badly. These are people who are famous, yes, but they're also human beings. Like I said, the cops, we know what society is. Everything is highly charged. All these people have entourages around them. Yeah. Chris Rock's brother is not like Chris Rock. Tony Rock is like still on this right now. He says it's on. Like so there's a lot that could have happened. Chris Rock is one thing I think we can all agree. Chris Rock stepped in in with like the utmost grace from yes. God himself yeah. just in that moment was able to kind of catch himself Settled down and just live yeah. on camera. This. Yeah, yeah, he now, did a great job. Yeah, so that's thing. That's the one thing I'm going to stand on. We can agree on Chris yes. Rock. You know, 
you know, class act all the way. Like, I wasn't even that. the biggest fan of Chris Rock, and now I'm kind of like, I mean, I'd go well, see him live. Yeah, no, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people feel the way you feel. His, yeah. first, uh, his shows are, like, selling out now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they were always selling out anyway, but, like, still. <laughs> I think Chris Rock. The funniest thing I've heard, though, is Jimmy Kimmel, who said, you know, the only way to really resolve this is the Comedy Central roast of Will Smith. Oh, my God, please let that happen. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I love those But, yeah, but I think what, for me, and the thing I can't stand, and to go to the commenter saying, Janelle, you look like you're sick of this already. I, I've um, never been into and this. And there's a part of this I am sick of, and we're going to leave on this, is I can't stand the Hollywood reactions. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I love a lot of these Hollywood stars. Like, I love you, Zoe Kravitz. I love you. I love all you people. But you know what? At the end of the day, the thing that kills me about Hollywood is in what this moment did that I think freaks Hollywood out is it blew up the entire mystique of Hollywood, celebrity. Exactly. And who these people Nailed are. Nailed it. Right, and it just completely shattered that. Yeah, I'm so the over Oscars looks ridiculous. I'm celebrities over. congratulating themselves, getting into tiffy fights now looks ridiculous. It does, and it looks ridiculous just to me personally that you had a room, and I think Jimmy Kimmel also touched on this, of people who pretend to be the most heroic, brave, yeah. <laughs> badass, tough people in the world. And you all were cowards. You all stared at your expensive shoes and at the floor. <laughs> yeah. Very few people stood up. Boots said, stop. We're stopping this. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. We're stopping this. Like, we got to get sanity back here. You all just stared at the floor. You kept your smiles on. And then later you want to come back because <laughs> your publicist <laughs> says, your brand is not in sync with this. And you know, I would rather them just match. stay silent and then, and then like, yeah, try to exactly. And then you want to tweet retroactively. No. You stood there in the moment. Heroism is in the moment. That's the difference. Like when things happen, who does what? Yeah. Some people yeah. jumped up and did stuff. We know Denzel, Tyler, they were on it. The rest of you, you sat there and Bradley Cooper, shout out to Bradley Cooper, Philadelphia native. The rest of you just sat there and looked at your I don't know what Bradley did. What did he do? He got up and he also was one of the people who was noted to get uh, up and like went to Will Smith and was like, yo, whoa. That. I just think it's very yeah. clear that Will is going through some stuff and, oh, yeah. you know, he's human and we all, like, there's mental illness running rampant right now where we all went through a very tough time. We're all still trying to recover. We need to have compassion for one another. From his end, he needed to have compassion for Chris, but everybody else needs to show everybody compassion. And me personally, this was my breaking point of, like, I'm over celebrities. I watch entertainers Welcome. entertain Welcome. and I I'm I don't care about celebrity personal life literally zero now no like it, I don't yeah. even crush on these celebrities I love no. your you were like Jared Leto looks great in that movie I'm like, like <laughs> I'm I like him as Morbius not as Jared Leto like yeah. I'm I'm genuinely like so over celebrity yeah, and that's a safe bet um, yeah out of enough <laughs> times I mean we joke about my cynicism but I've been in this industry long enough to have reached that point myself. Yeah, and he, you congratulated me. Yeah, I congratulated you. I was like, yep, welcome, welcome to the, to the other the side. Yeah. Oh, also, but, that's uh, a yeah. perfect segue yeah. to Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah let's go to Jared Leto. Um, yeah, and so the Oscars is a mess. But I think Janelle hit it. I just want to say on the thing, I think there's also a moment that let us know, like, guys, like, yeah, we're not okay. Like, we're all not yeah. okay. Everybody's sitting on a mountain of... Trauma. Trauma and difficulty and stress. And we're not okay. And pretending like we're okay is impossible. And that's yeah. what happened at the Oscars. So moving go. right along. That is my segment on the soapbox. Coming off that. <laughs> let's get back into fun geek stuff. So today, Morbius. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 it is. What a segue. What a segue. So now on the positive side of Hollywood, Morbius has gotten trashed in reviews. Oh, no. Yay. I hate that. I don't want any movie to get trashed. I, uh, but, oof, but, yeah. but no, but here's the thing. I mean, if it's bad, it's bad. But I'm saying like, I don't root for any movie to get trashed. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So yeah. I think I'm the only one here who went to so see Morbius, yep. asterisk, kind of. <laughs> so here's the deal. 
Some interesting things about this movie. So Sony held screenings in the middle of the day this week, a day before release, oh, which is, if you don't know the industry, is highly unusual. Yeah. They're at night, so the majority of critics can, you know, go. arrive there go. and go. Yeah, so the middle of the day is already thing. And um, I did some checking on this on my own because to make sure it wasn't an isolated incident, Sony started moving around screening times. So they would oh, say, oh, we're gonna oh, do it now. Then they bumped it ahead or back an hour. And then they changed it again sometimes mm. in some markets. And so it threw some other critics off. I was one of them. So I got there late to see like the last half of Morbius. Oh my god! But it was a blessing in disguise because okay. I only had to deal with the last half of Morbius. <laughs> oh no! And that was enough for me because I got to see, I think what would have been the best payoff scenes. And unfortunately I also had to sit through those post-credit scenes. So yeah, um, Morbius is a mess. It is just really poorly put together, like directorially, like there's a lot of, editing mistakes there's there's like weird dubbing things where like Jared Leto standing still but talking what? and then talking but not his mouth isn't moving because what? they didn't sync the audio with the visuals right really yeah there's i mean you're talking and that's about that's not like, a theater specific like no that's that's up. no that's oh my a, gosh. that's that's how oh, it wow. is in the movie that's, that's where that's like the editing serious. cuts are real sloppy like there's oh. so much the makeup is ridiculous the is vampire effects like especially for Matt Smith who is really good in this Matt Smith I love is the Matt only one who Smith. seems to know not to take this too seriously yeah. okay. Jared Leto's like yes I will get to the soul of this vampire Matt Smith's like I'm just going to do a dance sequence in one part like because <laughs> as a vampire and ridiculous makeup I love Matt So yeah I mean and it's and it's that and so Sorry. yeah Morbius isn't good we have a full review Brandon Davis has a video going up about it today. Like, yeah, we have a bunch of kind of things, but I can confirm it's not the greatest thing. I don't think it's the worst Marvel movie. In fact, in front in Sony's, you know, Spider-Man universe, mm -hmm. I would say the spin-offs for me go Venom, Morbius, Venom 2, in terms wow. of you know, the ones that are I don't Wait, want to say best, but so least bad so to it's most better bad. Better than Venom Two. It's right. better than Venom Two. Venom oh, Two is is garbage, but um, <laughs> it was a mess. Venom Two is such a mess, but so Morbius is less of a mess than Venom Two. It. But I was gonna say you liked Venom Two. Right? <laughs> I liked Venom Two. Yeah, I told fun. you my text to you was you'll probably yeah, like this. Yeah, he said he's like Janelle. I think you're gonna be okay. I was like, oh good. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm still definitely gonna go check it out in the theater. Is that is okay? So, but what is with those post credits? Okay, so. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil them, but how do I just, okay, how do I phrase this? The post-credit scenes of Morbius basically tell you that... They're awful. The concepts, <laughs> the concepts that Sony and, Sony and Marvel Studios were playing with about, you know, the multiverse, sharing characters and all this, Sony just went rogue. And they're okay. just making up their own rules, and they're just making their own thing, and none of it makes sense. None of it fits with anything we saw preceding to this. They invalidated and their own movie. They invalidated their, <laughs> they invalidate No Way Home. They invalidate Morbius. They invalidate Homecoming. They invalidate so many things. Oh, what? Yeah. And it's stuff that was in the trailer. Yeah. And no, so none of that stuff. Have you seen it? None of that stuff. I have. There's I know what the post-credit yeah. scenes are. Oh I God. know the stuff because I was not going to see this yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh. So, so um, I spoiled it for myself. Yeah, and they changed and everything they showed in the trailers. So there's an entire yes. piece of this that they changed, and it it, it doesn't make any sense. We're it's the sucks. most articles we will be able to write about Morbius is pointing out how many things don't make sense because of those post credit scenes. And now from the post credit scene of No Way Home and the post credit scene of this movie, it's just clear that like yeah, Marvel and Sony are just kind of making up these rules about passing things back and forth. But Marvel was smart enough to say, like, look, we'll just trade you all this mess for a piece of symbiote, okay? 
Yeah. And they got their little and they got their little piece. And hey, good, so. Druzu yeah. asks in the comments, what is your review in five words oh, for Morbius? This vampire has no life. <laughs> okay. Don't test my skills. I do this for oh. a living. Mine was six and I couldn't and I still got it wrong because it was I added an extra word. Just go for it. I'm not good at six math. Six is good. Go, 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 go for six. I'm not good at math. No, no, no. no. I can't review it because I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't no. have to put myself through that misery. No, um, yeah, but it's 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 a mess. Sony's Spider-Man universe is a mess. Um, yeah, there's just so much weird stuff that that happens in by the end of this movie that. I don't know what to say about this franchise. I feel like Aaron Taylor and Johnson are somewhere sitting going bollocks because he just like realized he's stuck in this now. Like, you know what's oh, not no. a mess though? What's that? Blue Beetle. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk <laughs> something positive. Matt, Matt, please take us in a positive direction. No, uh, so Blue Beetle has been getting a host of, uh, of castings lately, which is, which is awesome. But now we have Sharon Stone jumping in uh, to the movie as a villain. Now, uh, she is actually going to be playing... Do, 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 do. I just had the name. I didn't want to screw it up. And then, of course, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally had it here, and I have now lost it. Oh, my God. Victoria Cord. Thank you. Victoria <laughs> Cord. Okay. So, uh, obviously, um, the last name is what has had people running just with theories, right? Because, okay. obviously, Ted Cord is the original Blue Beetle in the comics. So, everyone's, like, theorizing, like, okay, well... You know, are they going to switch things up? Is this person, like, is this going to be his wife? Or they have any kind of connection, sister, whatever, wow. right? So, because movies, obviously, DC's been, like, they'll take liberties with a, with a character. So, that is awesome that, one, we already knew Cord existed in the universe because they've talked about it. But then also in the concept art, they actually showed Cord like, has a building, like a sign on the building. So, we know that's already a part of this franchise. Uh, but the fact that, like, I don't know. Look, I know Catwoman gets bagged on. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> I love Catwoman. Rightfully so. But Sharon Stone, I think, is a good actress. Like, I think so if I. given, like, good material. I'm pumped about this. Yeah, so I think she could be so, like, I don't feel like, because that came up a lot, obviously. Like, oh, no, is this going to be another Catwoman situation? I think she'll have fun with it. It, look, Matt Smith had fun yeah, with his thing. Yeah. I think she can have fun with it. And I have way higher hopes for Blue Beetle than I did Catwoman when that movie was coming out. So right. I think I'm excited for a couple of reasons. Um, I, Jaime is like, I love that character. I'm super stoked. So I, I, I think this is good news all around. As somebody who did an extensive study of Basic Instinct 2, a movie where Sharon Stone had to match, <laughs> oh, no. match wits with the guy who played the governor. Um, yeah, Sharon Stone can be really menacing and scary. Yeah. And like, yeah, she can pull that off. And either way they do this, I would love to see them, whether they kind of attach her to the legacy of Ted Cord and him being gone and her somehow being kind of like wanting to get back the Blue Beetle power or whatever, or if she is the Ted Cord of this universe and this version, because I know DC is flipping, you know, some gender roles around and that's fine. I think I'm just glad it's Sharon Stone and I'm glad to see Sharon Stone outside again, personally, because I've missed you, Sharon Stone, so... Yeah, I'm excited to see. Sharon All right. Stone in that Every time movie. I think of Sharon Stone, I think of that uh, Grand Morton show with Sebastian Stan. <laughs> that, have you ever watched that? That thing's no. hilarious. No. Oh, yeah, an interview, interview together. together. Yeah, Love they're it. interviewed together. Uh, he, yeah, that that was. He uh, has some great moments. Great on ATV that show. there. All right. So that's that's awesome. uh, yeah, that's our first rundown, man. Look at us. Ad break. Yeah, ad break. We're all real efficient today. We we're all on time. Yeah. See what happens <laughs> when you get out of your house and you actually have to fool some stuff. Um... Yeah, so Can now I, we're going to... 
What? what? Is something breaking? Yeah, breaking yeah. news? Yeah. Oh, what is the breaking news? Marvel's announced a new movie. What? Is what? It? what is it? Load. They're doing a Silver Sable movie. April Fools, I'm just messing with you. Oh my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> He's gotten me twice that? today! Ooh, oh. Stay on your toes, it's April Fools out oh here. God, I Everybody. Hate April Fools. I, hate, <laughs> I hate you so much. Alright, so, should we take a break, get that out of the way? Uh, Let's take a break, because when we come back, we have to get into a bunch of things that happened on the TV side this week, including the premiere of Marvel's Moon Knight. So stay tuned, because when we come back, we are going to break down Marvel's Moon Knight, or are we? April Fools. Stay tuned, Comic Book Nation. <laughs> All right. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, watching this on a screen where it's delayed is is it's really thrilling me. Welcome like, yeah. back. <laughs> we got our first back. song. Welcome back. But the Mace version. Oh yeah. Bag. <laughs> oh no, that's AZ. Yeah, it's AZ. Anyway, hip hop aside, welcome back to Comic Book Nation. Your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We just did a breakdown of the news, and we are going to be moving on to our deep dive talk about the TV shows of the week. Of course, we will be starting with Marvel's Moon Knight. So, Marvel's Moon Knight has premiered on Disney+. Plus. Are we doing spoilers? Uh, yes, we're going to be talking spoilers. spoilers. I mean, so let's get a spoiler alert. How else are we talking? What, what's what we're we got to put a label up because people just get mad if we don't put a label up. Where's okay. somebody? <laughs> well, Moon Knight's out, but we just wanted to let you guys know that. Yes, <laughs> oh, we got to warn people. We All right, so people. let's talk about Moon Knight. Jeez. Here we go. Moon Knight spoilers. Moon Knight spoilers coming up. So gotcha. Moon Knight uh, premiered, and uh, you know this is one Marvel character that obviously, aside from Jim Viscardi, isn't like the most well-known character on the planet. Uh, Marvel did a kind of departure with some elements of the character, but overall, I think, and I did the recap for this one. I think it worked very well. Um, mostly on the shoulders of Oscar Isaac. This was a very, for me, entertaining pilot episode. One that offers you action uh, and enough mystery and lore to kind of really reel you in quickly. And so it's very much unlike anything I think we've seen Marvel do or comic book media do in general. But again, Oscar Isaac in the talents that he has, he made it work. And mm -hmm. Ethan Hawke also made it work. Yeah, boy. He's, oh my a, he's a great villain. Yeah, that was great. Um, with not a lot of comic book bells, whistles, CGI, or none of that. Just, just Ethan Hawke acting. So... I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked the premiere episode of Moon Knight, and for how, and especially since it has very little Moon Knighting actually in it. But, but I it still... makes an impact when, oh, it, yeah. when it does, which is, I'm okay, I'm okay with that, because if we are getting spoilers. Okay, so the fact that, like, I had to separate my comic character fandom and history with the character yeah. from this episode a little bit, because I personally, am very much like I like it when Mark and Steven and Jake are all I like it when everything's known. I like it when everything is like past the point where like they all know each other exists. Conchu is is in the mix and, and doing other things. And I like when that is a known quantity and the stuff we get to there is richer in my opinion than the like the mystery of like, oh, well, where am I and who does this? And like, that's, I love how they did it here. Mm -hmm. So, because I enjoyed it, but I also had to kind of take my, uh, 
like inner nerd them a little bit out and go like, okay, this is not for me yet. As far as like, that is not for that over there. They'll get to that. And when that gets here, they've already set a foundation for really cool stuff. But I like how they executed it. So I came away happy, but I just had to like take a little bit yeah. of the, I was doing that little like, you know, that like nerd ringing thing of like, well, but it's not, you know, I was not, curious um, about that. My mood night yet. And then yeah. it's like, okay, well, you know what though? This sets the stage for people who aren't giant right. moon I was fans. Just about to chime to, in. To on jump that. in, right? Yeah. So what do you feel like? Well that's in? that's what I kind of told my chat the other day in my community. I was like, I really feel like this will be the first time that people who don't have the background of the right. comic book will almost be at an advantage. I hope I that might be kind of daring to say, but I totally understood the entire story and what was happening. And I was so afraid that I wouldn't. Right. Because this is like a very complex sure. storyline character. I know that. I've been warned. And so I felt really confident after the first episode that I can get into this. I talked to Jim and I was like, I'm afraid that I'm going to like Moon Knight more than Loki. Like, that's how much I liked this episode. Oh, my God. First I was Marvel, now pumped, dude. I I watched it twice, and um, I only got to see the one episode. How many episodes have you guys seen? I've seen four. Okay, yeah, and you've seen four. seen four too. So just fresh, like like you guys, like fans, I've only seen one, and I feel very satisfied. And I was worried on that because BD and Jim both were like, we don't know for anyone who's just watching one episode. So I can say proudly, one episode in, I'm hooked. That's awesome. Well, that's that's yeah. the point, right? I think I think that's a really good... Yeah. Point is, and you, you've been exposed though. To, I have. I have you know, an you've idea. read some comics and stuff like I've that. I've only yeah. read two Moon Knight comics. Have we really? Ever. Only read two? Mm -hmm. Really? Uh huh. I thought we did more than that. But more yeah, than I think that's about right. I think yeah. that's about right though. You're right. Two two Moon Knight comics, and then hearing Jim just like freak out about. Oh yeah, Moon Knight. Jim will make you. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, Jim will make you know Moon Knight even if he you didn't don't get to. The, he just talked about how much he loved him. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He gushed. Which I understand. <laughs> Look, I mean, but it's uh, it was it was a really good start. I think I love it. And Conchu, yeah, someone put it out in the comments. I saw Conchu's voice. Oh, F. Murray Abraham is great. Perfect. Because F. Murray so Abraham good. has that baritone, but he's also so funny. And if yeah. you haven't seen him on things like uh, he's on Mythic Quest, and like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. he's so good at just this comedic timing thing. And he really brought the weirdness. Like he made Conchu like not so dramatically dry and stuff. He's weird, he's quirky, he's kind of funny, and like that's different for a god in a show, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was Brywood, thank you, Brywood. Um, really Yeah, Brywood, thank you. Um, yeah, and I think they did a great job using Stephen Grant as the vehicle to get us into this show because he's such a sweet, relatable, nice version of that character that he's just, it's hard not to root for him, like, in the beginning. Isaac does a lot of work there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that character is not that likable to me in the books. Oh, no. <laughs> so. None of the personalities are as interesting as they already seem in the show because we do get a hint in the show of a third personality. There's yeah. a subtle hint because if you track what happens in the episode, there's a question about who asked the museum girl out on a date. Like, it obviously wasn't Steven, and yeah. it's not Mark. Like, yeah. Mark obviously is very kind of, uh, 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 I'm right? on mission. Yeah. yeah. And he even loved, he per clearly left his personal connection, the yeah. person on the phone, Layla, behind to go be like, I'm on mission. So it's not him. So yeah, who is the third personality? Most of us think it's going to be their version of Jake Lockley, 
who's going to be like probably more James Bond, suave, suave spy. I truly really did not know that. Who kind of turns that. assets and has yeah, informants and does yeah, that. Because that's why he drives a cab. I don't know who yeah. Jake is, by so the Jake way. So Jake is his, but, he's a cabbie. But I'm okay. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like even not knowing what the heck Jake, like this yeah. is the first time I'm even like, wait, what? I thought it was maybe just like Mark. <laughs> you don't know about Jake? <laughs> not yet, but that's good to know because yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't thrown off that's or true. anything. That's uh, true. Damon Streams brought up. He keeps calling him Scotty. So, you know, maybe maybe that is uh, their version. Yeah. Their, or maybe that's another, I mean, they could always- Yeah, that was kind of a mystery. The museum um, security guard guy keeps calling him Scotty. And it's unclear if that's if Stephen Grant's so unremarkable that he's just not memorable. Yeah, that's how I took it, if, but that's a good yeah, point. It yeah. could be something else. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff going on in the comments. Drew Zeus says, I love cinematics for Moon Knight. I would have thought it was a feature-length movie, and I, it did feel like a movie. It really did. That museum stuff, <laughs> they pulled that off really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Having seen four episodes, I can tell you, um, this very much is more so than any other Marvel Disney Plus show. It feels like a movie they just cut up. Yeah. 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 It, it progresses like a movie. It has the pacing of a movie and it just like, you yeah. kind of need to with this character. Yeah. Bad Coyote says, I like the introduction, but some Marvelisms didn't land, like forcing jokes where they don't need to be. And I, I agree with that too. Yeah. Like you don't have to put humor just for the sake of like trying to make it James Gunny. They always do. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Marvel just can't help themselves when it's yeah, like. There was a lot of natural, just situational humor in this show too. Like him waking up in not Latveria and just looking yeah. up and, being like, what? And then it's waving to great. the guy and then the yeah. guy waving back and the other guy being like, what are you doing? I thought that was great. Yeah. I just like, you know, but it's just like, there's like some, it always feels like there's some quota no. that they have to hit. And it's like, oh my God, stop it. Stop the real, me. yeah, the real humor was just the situational comedies yeah. of people, yeah. of him not remembering things and people being like, what? Yeah. Like, it's happening here. Yeah. And I already put it out there. I, I hope they give us a scissor reel, like Hawkeye at the end, except instead, instead of a musical production, we get to see the conchu cut. Oh my just God. Like, <laughs> outside, like, Contrary watching like what happened every time yes. he blacked out. You get like a, oh, like a hyper Guy Ritchie style montage of him, oh just all God. the fight sequences Mephisto? where he beat everybody. Mephisto. Mephisto. <laughs> uh, oh, R.I.P. Oh, Gus. Man. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> Gus, you one finned wonder Mephisto you. confirmed. Um, but yeah, the mystery and this kind of very lost feeling, like lost the TV show kind of approach to this first episode was, uh, was really good, so yeah. yeah. I can't Wait. believe I'm saying this, but yeah. Moon Knight. Hot new addition to the Empire. There Yay! Good news. All right, moving on to Halo. Yeah, let's talk about Halo. So, Matt, how did you feel about Halo Episode 2? The episode where Master Chief spends quite a considerable amount of time outside of the helmet. Loved it! Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely loved it. And this is why I hope people, when we talked about Episode 1, because I know, um, I, think, I think you both felt the same way. I know Janelle did. That when, because we saw both episodes. Right. So I thought I was unsure when he took off the helmet because that's how, you know, episode one is. And so you're kind of like, I don't know. And then I watched episode two right after and I was immediately sold. I was like, OK, I'm good. Yeah. I have I feel like that was the right direction to go. And so I was curious for people to actually get that because they didn't get that back to back like we did. And so I watched it again. Oh, yeah. And nice. I just enjoy the I, I love this show and I'm not a Halo mark. Like that's not just never, like I like Halo mm -hmm. and I like playing the games. I've never been like the biggest Halo person. So this isn't coming from someone who's just like completely biased. I love that. Like I really love this show and I just didn't see it coming. Oh <laughs> There's so much like character stuff in this between him and his friend and like the, how he feels about Halsey. And so like, there's just so much rich stuff here. And then of course, 
and we are going spoilers, obviously, into this. Uh, oh, yeah, the Cortana spoilers. setup, right? We get the Cortana, Cortana setup, and we've already seen the trailers mm-hmm. of like how she's gonna look, and I'm like, oh man, like once we start getting into that, I think that, Cortana looks really good too. Hashtag yeah. not my Cortana. No, <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting though. Like, let's talk spoilers. Yeah, I mean, we've been teased that episode. There's stuff in episodes four, I think, that is going to be big. I think Cortana is going to be three or four. And I think, I, I'm thinking this is going to be like an actual Android version of Cortana, right? Not just like an AI. Like, they'll give him somebody to kind of interact with on screen, which will be kind of cool. Um, also, two words why this episode is, you know, a vast improvement. And somebody who doesn't get enough credit for holding down a lot of things, Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bokeem Woodbine, man. Has so good. Working in the industry and just holding it down for so many decades now from everything from, like, yeah, Dead Presidents to Halo to To the Spider-Man criminally Homecoming. underrated The Big Hit. The Big Hit. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. You had to bring up the most awkward Bokeem Dude, Woodbine role. The Big Hit is role. so good. Yeah, but his role in that is it so awkward. Matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's amazing. If you don't know what the we're talking about. The Big Hit is so good. Big Hit is this kind of crazy... <laughs> Hitman movie with Marky Mark. Trace Buster Buster. It's all over no, my head. Diamond yeah. Phillips, Bokeem <laughs> Woodbine. It was when Hollywood was obsessed with kung fu flicks and they tried to make a kung fu flick that was a Hitman throwback testosterone action they flick. They sir. They did. Yeah. They succeeded. And Bokeem Woodbine's character is a man who is uh, a little too obsessed with self-gratification. So, so good. I need yeah. to go watch it again. Yeah, you, 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 way to make oh, it awkward. Thanks, God. Matt. But uh, no, Halo Episode 2, Pablo Schreiber really proves like why he's a perfect casting for Master Chief and like yeah the complexities of that character in the history with his friend and him kind of going against the system and questioning it. like all of that deepens the mythology in a way instantly in two episodes that is better to me than the games ever like did. oh yeah. whoa spicy I never liked the story of the games I just was there to shoot things and like everything about the rings and you know the rotting fungus guys and the covenant I was like whatever <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the only time I ever got into it was the arbiter and you know my boy the arbiter I hope shows up in this show so you know oh snap but, uh, yeah. that's Halo yeah so Oof. Matt you have something on your agenda. Let's what get it I out do? of the way. Oh boy! I forgot. That's right. Uh, Carly. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, I have talked about Moon Knight, the big hit, and iCarly, and we're gonna talk wrestling later. <laughs> what is this show? Uh so iCarly is back for season two. And uh Came all the way back to the studio just to land in that. I did. Most popular tweet on the comic book nation account, I'm pretty sure, is iCarly related. What? Is iCarly related. Sadly, it is. It is. What have you guys done? Check the receipts. So season two is <laughs> is fun and ridiculous. Here's the thing: the first episode of season two, actually, because I saw the first two episodes, kind of like the other ones, right? And the first episode is is good. I would say it's it's probably fine. It wasn't like the best lead-in. But it was like enjoyable and Spencer is just amazing, just like from the original show in season one. The second episode, however, is a court thing. It's all it's like this trial and so many characters come back in this episode. Like so if you're a fan of like the original series, you're going to love this episode. Lubert is in this episode who is like the doorman from the original series never and he's older is is there no okay so there's like gibby makes <laughs> uh, not a cam like it's not a it's not a cameo but it is like a reference to gibby it's like it's, it's a great i am such the only icarly fan okay so anyway it's great it's fun the second episode makes it awesome so if they keep up that 
I will be happy. A happy camper. That's awesome. And there's your report from a grown man. A grown man who's also an R. Carly fan. All right. I love it though. <laughs> I get support in the in the comments. Yeah, I mean, the stream supports me. You <laughs> are supported. Most popular tweet on the Comic Book Nation account. Ever. That is insane though. Ever. Oh, For all the work God. I put in. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for our TV wrap-up. Let's move on to what this show is titled for comic books. Comic books. Interesting week in comic books this I week. Love Let's that. get that to it. That needs to be our intro that, every can time. We, can that be our intro? That's our can we, we need to clip but we that need to alternate. Into a sound bite. So like, no, no, you sing good. it next time. I'll harmonize with you. Okay, we'll be fine. <laughs> Somebody said FBI about to raid Matt's computer. <laughs> That's my kind of humor. Thank you, J.D. Smith, Digi Artist. All right, so let's go to comic books this week. Matt, what do we have to talk about? First up, we have Batman, One Dark Knight. Like my Batman voice? That's pretty good. good, right? That's good. Yeah, you're just going like that. Number two. Number two. Uh, so I remember from last time we talked, because it's been a minute, because this got this is a um, black label book, but it got pushed back a little bit, I think. So it's been a minute since we talked about issue one. I remember you really liked the first issue, which was essentially like Batman is trying to get uh, this one uh, villain through Gotham City from one point where his uh, bat plane crashes to Blackgate. And that is literally like what the whole story is about. And it's overnight and there's been an EMP blast. So like everything's blacked out. He can't really rely on Alfred. He can't rely on, any, on his tech. So he's just going with whatever's in his belt and he's going with uh, whatever he's just got on him and being resourceful. And this one just picks up right from there. But the stuff I really liked in this though is the Batman stuff is really good. Um, Jock does an amazing job. It's, just, it's a it's a really pretty book, but it's pretty in a gritty kind of you know visceral way. But Gotham really feels like they always talk about like Gotham is a character, and Gotham is like it's you know it's like a living presence. But like I don't know about you, but like half the books that doesn't really come through. It's just like oh he's in a city. He's just in a really dirty city. Here it actually felt like a like a real city. Like it felt like a character for once. You you get all these maps and you see like you feel you get a feel and sense of the boroughs he's in and like why he has to move through them quicker and the gangs that are there. So all of that's there, but also there's just some really interesting character stuff in between uh, this this story. Like there's one scene where. Uh, Vasquez does something really screwed up to Montoya in a car and this like, oh my God, it's like the fact that like she just like leaves her there is so messed up. Like that, I was like, no, you yeah. can't. And the gangs are coming it's and she's intense. in this car and she can't move. That was like so screwed up. But again, like uh, some of the uh, parental stuff in here, um, this this one kid who's like, trying to be with his dad and his dad's mm -hmm. part of one of the gangs hunting for the guy that Batman has. Like there's just a lot of rich stuff here going on underneath this Batman story. So I really, I don't know. I really dug it, but what'd you guys think? I, I think that I, I, I enjoy the series overall, but I think like ironically, the one thing that I really kind of focused on in the first issue was kind of muddled in the second issue, which was I liked the kind of intense simplicity and focus of Batman trying to complete this task and deal with all these different obstacles in his way. And I kind of liked being in his head and seeing him yeah. as he processed and dealt with all this stuff. This issue kind of blows the story wide open and spreads the focus so far and wide across so many different characters from just like gangsters to yeah. mm -hmm. like the boy to Vasquez to like all these things you mentioned. And 
I thought it's all good and it's still in an overall intense kind of boiling pot of all these factors, but I, I thought it, it for the pace of it, it kind of just kind of started and stopped me because mm. I was just like, okay, I'm moving here and I'm moving here and I'm moving here. I agree. And I liked the parts where Batman is, again, we're back focusing on Batman. That and maybe one other thing, like the vast casting, I liked because she's such a scary character yeah. mm -hmm. and like how far she's willing to go and to double cross and, and pull this all off. But um, yeah, once we got started getting into each individual gang and stuff like that, and then the boy, and I know where they're going with the boy is like the ultimate kind of yeah. final thing and EMP and all that. I get it. But yeah, it just seemed like it lost a lot of the, some of the luster because of the focus being spread so far around. But that was just me. Interesting. What do you think? Yeah. It's, sometimes it's difficult for me when we have two Batman books in the same week mm. uh, because the stories sometimes like blend together when I'm recapping like today. So I was listening to you very intently talking about it because I couldn't, I was like, which one? Oh, for like the, me yeah, like the like memory the cues, trigger? Like, yeah. wait. Um, so yeah, it's, it's also difficult because I'm going to hold them up against each other. Right. And I liked the other one better. Yeah. So uh, this one didn't feel like as inspiring and like, yes, there were lulls, like there were moments that are, I just wasn't really super intrigued. I'm not, a, it's not that I don't like it at all. I just, it wasn't my favorite. Um, but we read a lot of Batman. There's a lot of Batman out there. <laughs> So again, I have to hold it up against yeah. so many things. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to know where it's going because I feel like this whole entire thing was just a buildup. And yeah. I need to know what's going to happen. That's so interesting because I was more lukewarm on the first one. And mm. now this one is the one that kind of got yeah. me hooked. And you two are the opposite. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have to get to the next book, which is Immortal X-Men number one. Oh, now God. we have to notate. I, okay. I don't know how far... <laughs> I know I know Janelle made it halfway through. I think I got the farthest. How did, far did you get? I got halfway. I got zero. Now, <laughs> <laughs> mine was just because of, it's a very long book and I got to everything else on my plate and I just, I just ran out of time. So that's on me. <laughs> that's not anything about the quality of the book, right. but I just ran out of time. Look, yeah, here, we can make this a short segment. Um, <laughs> Brian Wood said he loved it. Uh, I, I I don't have a feeling on it. I, I tried to read Immortal X-Men several times. It's not that it's bad. It's 40 pages, and each page is so incredibly dense with just dialogue, yeah, that's a lot. references. And if like, you don't know stuff, the character, yeah. like you're so if, if Lost, you're not yeah. like really, really involved in, in yeah, you've got to know every kind of X-Men character. You gotta know your Exodus from your Sinister, from your Emma Frost, from your Destiny, from your Mystique. And it's a lot. It is dense. So I'm working my way through it, and I'm just hoping all of this kind of weird <laughs> political like drama will have a payoff. But, like, yeah, it is just, it is like a compendium of X-Men trivia stuff and references, and it's just, it's dense. So it, it's a slog to read through. Yeah, so there you go, Joe. Yeah. You, I mean, just same. I, I really, I, I had time to fin finish it. <laughs> And I messaged Matt last night and I said, hey, I wasn't even a question. Yeah, I've no. never not no. done something you told me. It was a, hey, I'm not reading. I'm done. I, and, and it wasn't Screw even like, you. is I'm it okay if I, no, I was like, I am oh not God, doing so it. <laughs> I can't get through this. And he was like, la he just laughed. <laughs> so I, was, yeah, I was like, oh, oh man, laughed. that's great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but moving on to a book. Uh, that uh, I'm very excited about and Janelle's very excited about. It's yeah. Captain Marvel 37. Yes. Moon Knight. Man, so it's much great. in this episode. 
Okay, so I was very excited for you to read this actually yeah. because after I got she uh she actually said she saved Marvel for the last book after mm -hmm. Immortal. So I was like, oh, this will be the perfect like detoxing <laughs> for yeah. you. What do you think of this? I mean, I, I it all of these. I did not realize how serious Batman is until I really started deep diving the comics. Yeah. Okay, and it is so dark. And so for me to get to read Captain Marvel and how like up beat it is yeah. and refreshing it's such a palate cleanser it's just a feel-good vibe even like i mean there's giant cats like <laughs> it's, it just feels good to read it's fun and i feel like for me I, i'm starting to learn my style and like what yeah. i like to read and i do like fun more upbeat comics yeah. like it, it for me it's like a takeaway like i watch a lot of really serious shows so for me to be able to read something like a little bubbly and fun, that yeah. just feels really good. And it was a super quick read and just a right. good time. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Thompson, the number one, just Kelly Thompson in general. If you read a lot of her work, it has that same kind of vibe. Even her darker stuff like Black Widow has that same kind of vibe. This one, yeah. They're, they're in a club because they're trying to like cheer oh my binary God, girls up. Girls night. Yeah. Let's go. They're trying yeah. to cheer binary up after because <laughs> binary is this like we don't actually really know what she is. She's like a being of pure energy, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of like fish out of water stuff with her. She's learning how earth works and Just humans like work. She's a, like a child. Oh, like like a yeah, pretty much like me. Actually. Yeah. That's why I identify so much. <laughs> and like, so she, she uh, unfortunately witnesses the death of a pet. And so, like, they're like, oh, she doesn't realize how much that she hurts, right? <laughs> it is, though, because then they, they're like, okay, we yeah. got to cheer her up. So then they get everybody. So, like, Hazmat, Spider-Woman, uh, L'Oreal, She-Hulk. Everybody jumps at this club, and they just have this big club scene, and they're teaching her how to dance, right? So it's all this is ridiculous, fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's just the, the Captain Marvel supporting cast is phenomenal. So yes, oh, yeah. read this book if you want to, if you want to cheer up. It's the one between the big next arc. So next issue, there's an annual and then the next uh, arc starts. Uh, all right, last one. Uh, Batman, uh, Beyond the White Knight. I was very mm -hmm. excited for this because I am a, anyone who, who's followed this show for a minute knows I love this universe. Harley Quinn is one of my favorite series of that year. Yes. Uh, easy. So this picks up 10 years after the fact brings in Terry McGinnis and uh, launches him. Bruce has been in prison this entire time, so you have a bunch of that stuff. Uh, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I, Sean Murphy just kills that design. But I will say the, the star of the show for me was the Red Hood stuff. It's not even the Red Hood. I always call him Red Hood. Jason Todd. Yeah. The Jason Todd stuff and Bruce. There's so much like really great stuff here. And in this universe, Jason Todd was the first Robin, not the Grayson. It worked the other way around. So there's just some really like kind of heart pounding okay, stuff that's here. what was going on yeah i was a little curious but i figured yeah. it out yeah so of. i i i enjoyed this issue i love this uh what did you think I, i'm not sure i don't think i, didn't, read. I didn't read it i thought it was yeah. a preview yeah this yeah, one Gino. this one was a favorite too i like this one better than one dark night i just thought it was uh just really interesting and cool to see even just like the opening sequence of wait what what this is how we start what's going on um, uh, you know, obtaining the Batman suit. What is it like the ultimate or something? The Batman. Well, it, it's the beyond it's suit, the but beyond they don't suit. actually, I don't even think they name it in here. Yeah. It's like anything. premium or something. Yeah. It's like, but that is so, that suit is crazy. Yeah, so good. It is really, really interesting. And then of course, Harley in her mother role is yeah. awesome to see. And her daughter yeah. channeling Joker. What? Yeah. Like, this is this is awesome. There's book. a lot of rich yeah. stuff there. I'm very excited. Uh, and by the way, I saw a comment. Yeah, here. we do. Yes. Yes, we do. 
So we try to do. I try to at least include one. The question in was, the poll. do you talk indies? Yeah, yeah. In we do case talk. anyone's listening, but and not we, it's just hard sometimes because in the poll they will typically lose out. Yeah. So we. So if anything, we just need to like at some point I need to start trying to get one in the regular mix because mm -hmm. if it's Batman, if it's between Batman and something a lot of people maybe haven't heard of, right? Batman's gonna win. Unfortunately, yeah. that's just the way that works. And just like while we're in comics, can I give a huge shout out? Yeah. We have him in the chat. It's Bruce Wayne bought me my first mint, like minted. Oh, is that who ever. got you the? Yes, in oh, the chat. Nice. And I just want to say thank you so much. That was very unexpected. And I can't believe you did that. And that's starting off my real collection. And I'm freaking out. Dr. Strange. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Very Death nice. of Dr. So Strange. So that's comics. All right. So now that we've done comics, we're going to finish up today by taking it to one of our other geek culture segments. But for that, we need a special guest. So let's get him on in here. Our first call-in guest in the studio. Oh, man. Let's head. Oh, wow. Uh, What's going on, guys? There he is. What? There he is. Mr. Connor Casey is back with us in the studio. Instagram filter ready. Yeah. Right oh, yeah. I got to turn on my uh, nice. earpiece here. Here we go. Hey, Connor. What's up, man? What's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Look at you looking all snazzy. People want to know well, where I, are you? They know you're not I, your usual pace. I just uh, I just came from uh, the media day here at WrestleMania. I'm actually still at the Omni Hotel in Dallas. Uh, running around a bunch today, trying to get a lot of different interviews going. The Weaver's oh, Witch called it. Yes, he is in Dallas. <laughs> Connor Casey is <laughs> our comicbook.com wrestling expert, leader, all of the above. And uh, today you and Matt have something very special to talk. So you guys take it away. All right, Kyle, See, Matt, I, I don't know if you've heard, uh, but this weekend there's a little show called WrestleMania 38. Have you heard about not. it? I have not. I was not aware that this was a thing. I was going to get ice cream. Well, it, it's the most, uh, forget ice cream, it's the most stupendous night in uh, all of sports entertainment. Stupendous! We got, <laughs> some, stupendous. Uh, we got some matches to talk about with this one. So, yes, we do. let's talk about that main event first of night two. It's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. They are hyping this as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. The WWE and the Universal Championship are on the line. Who you got? I mean, if it's not Roman, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be throwing stuff in my, in really? my room. Even though Babyface Brock is the most fun he's been in years. He's amazing. I love Babyface Brock. I almost thought about doing a ponytail because of Babyface Brock. Settle down. And, I would love uh, to see that. Wearing flannel. <laughs> Settle down. But then I thought I would be feeding into like, you know, some old looks of me, old pictures if I wore flannel. I used to wear flannel a lot. But that's not the point. The point is, I I'm very, I love him, and I hope the loss doesn't, like, completely, like, you know, when he comes back, maybe we get some of this still. Like, doesn't take him completely out of the picture. But, like, no. Roman's gotta, Roman's gotta win. Roman is the best thing, one of the best things going in WWE. You can't, you can't dethrone him yet. I want to see him hold the two titles. Right. And, and it's for me, it's not so much that he has to win. It's that I don't see Brock wanting to pull double duty, given his part time schedule right. as is. Uh, and plus, they finally addressed it on Monday. But him winning would finally give him the one thing he's never done, which is beat Brock straight up at WrestleMania. Right. Even though this thing is a seven year long story, we're finally just getting to that point. Hey, so, people, yeah. don't, people like long term storytelling. Well, they're finally <laughs> getting it, even yeah, if it's with a match that it, yes. Even if it's with a match that has ranged from meh to resoundingly loathed. In, uh, right, but okay, in, I think, I've, I've, I've seen some of that go around. I think that's a little unfair, mostly Maybe. because 
in the second case, not the first one. The first one I, I did no, was a little bit. No, of the, no, the first one people weren't crazy about, and it was saved by Seth. The second time around, you don't forget that crowd, New Orleans. They hated that match, right? But every, but it didn't matter. Everybody was talking Hell, about the Brock, angle after. Brock so, hated the angle so much he threw the title at Vince McMahon backstage. We've seen that video, right? But I'm saying like no one was talking about the the booing crowd. Like they still like that storyline has carried those matches. So I think it will be this way, too. I don't know if this will be the best wrestling match I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. I am very intrigued by it, and I think it will pay off entertainment-wise. And that's the whole point of this, anyway. Perhaps. And it Sports might help if a certain people's... What? It might help if a certain people's champion decides to make an appearance, but we shall true. see. Uh, moving on, uh, it sounds like a certain former AEW star is going to be making his debut during this show, one Cody Rhodes. Matt, do you think it's actually happening? You know what? I I don't know. I'm still making up my mind. I I don't know if I've been trolled. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I have been trolled, but I Here's the thing. I think he's coming. I don't know if it happens at WrestleMania or if it happens at the Raw or SmackDown after. But I feel like he is coming. He, he is going to be confirmed. In don't no, I'm not falling for that this time. <laughs> I don't <laughs> again. Again. Not doing it. April oh, Fools. Nice, nice try with your uh, silver sable there, Kofi. But, no, <laughs> oh, I got has, people uh, with that. God, oh, I got suck. people with that. So he bad. has not confirmed it, but I think it is definitely going to be him. I think the uh, rumors that Shane McMahon was coming back into town, I think, are a little overblown. Just because he's here doesn't mean he's going to be on the show. I think they're smart enough to know that if it's anybody other than Cody. Uh, that entire crowd of 100,000 people is going to crap all over that match. They're going to so get booed let's try up to avoid building. That. Now, here's what I do think they'll do. I think they bring Shane out first. Absolutely. Troll that, the crowd uh, a little bit. Bring him out. Get all the boos. And then you bring Cody. Yeah. I think that is a for sure thing that could happen. But as far yeah, as I, like, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't have an issue with that. Um, a, a nice little swerve there would work. Yeah. But no, it, it has to end with Cody. Is is AEW music hitting him coming out in the Homelander shtick? Um, don't don't try and get cute with the whole Stardust thing. Like actually bring him back. Yeah, bring him back. And uh, and I think it could wind up being one of the best things about the weekend. But speaking of, while we've talked about the main event of night two, there's a main event on night one. Except it's not really a match. It's Steve Austin appearing on the KO show. Matt, do you think this is actually a match? Does the bell ring or are we just getting a stunner and a beer bitch? I think, I don't think a bell rings, but I think okay. it's more than just a stunner. Because if you've been watching Stone Cold make the interview circuit lately, he's been talking about like getting in the ring shape and, you know, shaking off some rust or whatever. So I think he's doing more than just a stunner. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a match. Don't get me don't get me wrong. They would not put him. He wouldn't even agree to being put in danger of, of hurting himself and taking a bump, a serious bump. Um, yeah. But do I think maybe Kevin gets one in? Maybe. I think you get a dual stunner, maybe something else. And because Stone Cold doesn't want to just run over Kevin Owens, he likes him. He wants to build somebody up. So I, I don't think that happens. But I'm excited either way. No, I, I think it's everything but the bell ringing. You get him punching Kevin around the yeah. ring. You get the Lupez press, the flipping him off as he's hitting the elbow drop, and then the stunner to set everybody on happy. Yeah, no, I think it's everything but a match proper. Um, but in terms of both nights, Matt, you got any picks for uh, which champion is losing their title? 
I'm gonna man, there's a it was hard to pick to to pick against like there are so many kind of payoff matches that are happening here. Yeah. And that the title really should switch. So you're kind of like, okay, well, that only leaves so many options. They're not gonna do that for everyone. Like you're not gonna get a baby face payoff for everybody. WWE doesn't do that. So I mean it I'm going with at least three, four, three. I'm going at least three. I'm going with at least three title changes. The big one, obviously, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. I think Bianca needs to win that. Um, I just, this has been such a, for turning such a controversial situation at SummerSlam with Lynch's return, and they've been able to make it work, and you have people never stop rooting for Bianca, but she's an even bigger face star now than she was before. You, you got to let her get that moment and get that win back and let her and then let Becky move on to whatever else, you know. I, I don't have an exact number of titles that switch, but if anybody hears a betting man and they want to go for a lock, uh, look at Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda didn't come back for nothing. She certainly <laughs> didn't come back just to lose to Charlotte. So, and I'm, I have to imagine putting her on their number one show right away tells me they got some big plans for Ronda coming up. Uh, you can give the title back to Charlotte at any point. Yeah. But I think we're looking at another long title reign to build up something like a Becky versus Ronda, whether that's here in Nashville at SummerSlam or next year. Yeah, they, they got options. But there's, that's not all. It's not just wrestlers competing this weekend, Matt. It's also celebrities. We got three celebrity matches. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, and Logan Paul and The Miz against the Mysterios. Which one's the best one? It's got to be McAfee because he's done it already. He's, he's already proven two times in NXT, especially at War Games, but even in the one-on-one versus Cole, right? Like he's proven that he can go. And he takes it seriously. He has fun. So he's willing to do some bigger spots. I mean, I think he's the one that turns in the best match. Uh, plus, Austin Theory, by the way, is very good. <laughs> so it, he's working with a good worker. And he's working with someone who's got the skills and talent, too. Um, I, I just don't know how the other two. Zane Knoxville will be super entertaining. But I don't. it will be entertaining for everything but wrestling, right? I don't know. That's how I see it. Yeah. No, I, I think you're spot on. Something crazy is going to happen with the Knoxville stuff. He, he's the jackass star. He's going to do some sort of crazy stunt, jump off something big. Um, but it is McAfee. And I think people people forget that Austin Theory is great in the ring because the character doesn't really translate to it. He's a goofball. Yeah. So, But if you want proof of like, no, this guy is every bit as good as he says, uh, go watch his old match with J.D. Drake that's on the network from that old Evolve show. That is was just an absolute standout. And that put him on my radar a couple of years before he was even in NXT running around with Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the obvious choice is McAfee. You put him in there with somebody who knows what they're doing uh, and you get a great match out of it. Nice little 15 minute spot. Yeah. Agreed. I, I think that is everything we got. Matt, you got any big predictions for the show overall? Uh, I mean, I am rooting beyond belief for a Bailey return. I cannot wait to hear that music hit. It will either hit at WrestleMania or the Raw SmackDown after. She's a free agent, so she could pop up anywhere. But once I hear ding dong, hello, I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind. Also, Asuka is also out there returning from injury, so she can pop up at any time, too. I'm more, I'm more excited for the surprises. There are a few. 
Uh, and there are some really good matches on this card. Also, Stand and Deliver happens before WrestleMania uh, Night 1, and that is also a, a really nice card. Um, Braun Breaker, Dolph Ziggler has actually been super entertaining. I would not have predicted that two months ago. Would have not seen that coming, really, at all. They, he would even be champ. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, real quick picks. Uh, Edge versus AJ Styles will be the match of the weekend. Roman's walking out with both titles, and Cody gets to come out to his uh, American Nightmare theme song, and the world rejoices. Yeah, it's going to be a good night, man. It's going to be a good three nights, because we got SmackDown tonight. We got the Hall of Fame tonight. We got Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania Night 1 on Saturday, and we have Night 2 of WrestleMania on Sunday. So stick around for ComBook.com for all of that coverage. All right. Thank you, Connor Casey, for dropping in. And uh, thank you guys for joining us on Comic Book Nation as we're back outside here in the studio. <laughs> we represent comicbook.com, and you can find everything we talked about, plus so much more on Comic Book and any one of our channels. We cover all things geek culture. We're your one-stop shop, so come check it out. If you are just now getting into Comic Book Nation, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Nation. We're also going to have a YouTube page dedicated to Comic Book Nation, where we get to play around with content yeah. and create some fun new stuff uh, tailored for our fans and with me, Janelle, and Matt kind of uh, yelling at you directly, and we'll be able to do a whole bunch of fun <laughs> stuff with that. So keep a lookout for that. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. You can find me at Janelle Wheeler. And also, in our quick mention, because we do all things geek culture, uh, on the anime side, this weekend will be the finale of Attack on Titan. Oh. But is it the ending? We know some stuff, but we can't tell you. So check that out this weekend, and we're going to talk about it next week. So be sure to check that out as well. Otherwise, we're back in the studio now, so go on Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcast <laughs> oh, and no. leave us a five-star review because I can once again start making these promises that we're going to get into our apparel drawer and give you, if you're watching the stream right now, one of these Comic Book Nation t-shirts that I'm sporting made of some fine fabric. Really nice stuff. Yep. Yeah, and you, know, uh, we you wear it right. A... It makes you look like you have cannonballs in your arms. It's great. It's, uh, wow. it's really good. <laughs> We um, need to do a whole thing of just, we're going to have to do a whole thing of reading reviews. Yeah, I know. Oh, that would be so fun. And we should well, do talking, Q&A. Yeah, you're talking to people who probably don't even remember that we used to do this. We used yeah, to read reviews right. on here and send out t-shirts and do yeah. all kinds of fun and interactive stuff before the, uh, you know, the world and shut Jim down. And Jim still owes people like toggins oh, yeah, Jim, and yeah, Jim. I guaranteed a bunch of crap during Jim the Jim Viscardi, we made a lot of promises in 2019. Yeah, there are a lot Jim's of changing over to mailroom tech. And in 2020, we thought we'd be right back. We'll be like, yeah, this thing is just temporary. We'll be right back in the closet. <laughs> Two years later, here we are. So, yes, leave those five-star podcast reviews because now we're on the hook for this stuff again. And uh, otherwise, we want to thank you guys for tuning in as we... Got back out here in the studio where we are so happy to be. We are Comic Book Nation, and we'll be back at you next week, so stay tuned. Peace. Bye, guys. Deuces.